Hello, welcome back. You're listening to Send Him Off. My name is Sam and joining me, as always, is my ever-present podcasting partner. Alex, how's your week been? It's been all right, yeah. It's, well, it's been all right since the last time I saw you, but yeah. uh, for all intents and purposes, that was last week. But of course, yeah. we're recording on the Thursday after, but there we are. The magic it's of a bit podcasting. Of a, the magic, the magic, yeah, exactly, the magic of podcasting. But it's a bit of a funny one today because we got a new format, a new sort of series. It is. What we're going to call, we're going to call it the big, is it the big match, the big game? I, I, I don't know, that. mate, to be honest. We're, we're, we're still coming game. up with a... Yeah, I've done all the branding and everything, so we've got to, it's the big game, <laughs> the big game. Big game, there game. we are. Game, yeah. everyone. But the format isn't quite as we intended this week. Yeah. Um, so a little bit different for the first week, so bear with us. Uh, the match we're previewing this week is this Saturday's uh, top of the table clash, if that's what you can call it. One of them is ten points clear uh, between Man City and Chelsea. Joining us in the, in in the sky blue corner, yeah. Should we say the, 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 <laughs> like the blue corner? corner. Yeah, um, is uh, David Mooney from uh, from Blue Moon? How are you? Hello, how are you? Yeah, good, good. Thank you for oh, joining us. If you uh, if you want to if you want to blast from the past, uh, we changed our kit color in 1997 to what was branded as laser blue, and it was horrific. And then we changed it back to sky blue, quite kind of on the quiet. About five years later, um, laser blue. so la- laser blue. It would genuinely have clashed with Chelsea. Like the current kit doesn't clash with Chelsea, but that 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 blue did would have clashed with Chelsea. But it was all right. We were on a tour of the football league at the time, so we were we were third tier <laughs> at the time. No, nobody remembers then. Uh, <laughs> in a nutshell, how are you feeling for the game? Um, good and bad. Um, I guess like there's there's little jeopardy on it now, given the lead that City have got at the table. Because you know, worst comes to the worst, they're still top at the end of it, and they've still got time in the season to um, to, to make up any differences if they do lose it. Um, that being said, um, Chelsea have have had a bit of a wobble lately, so they 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 feel a lot more beatable now than they did when we went to Stamford Bridge and won. Uh, it felt like that when we went to Stamford Bridge, it felt like we were really up against it for that game uh this one it kind of feels like the tables have turned a little bit and it's Chelsea that are up against it and if you know if, if City can get through it with you know e- even if City don't win if they can get through it without losing they've probably done Chelsea's title hopes some severe damage there um Chelsea and Liverpool both now kind of have to both of them have to come to City uh, and both of them have to win and I think weirdly um I think if if City don't drop points in one of those two games. I think that knocks that team out of the uh, out of the title race. Um, so it's it's going good guns right now. Um, I think I'm I'm feeling confident. I, I kind of wait with bated breath to see how the COVID outbreak develops and uh, and, and and whether that's going to cause City too many problems. But fingers crossed. You know the the players that have been isolating will be back soon, and the the players that have had COVID will uh, not have had too many symptoms and not be feeling too bad. Yeah, um, we contacted you about the transfer watch episode. We did <laughs> you, uh, some transfer tips. You said you said a striker, and then afterwards we were laughing at this because you said um, we're not clinical enough. We don't score enough goals. That and then night, we went on a mad run. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that, that night I think you won seven nil. Yeah, I think that was yeah. So, <laughs> so why um, why have you asked me back? I clearly know nothing about what's going on. <laughs> hey, listen, you know more than us. Put it that way. Um, no, the thing about City, though, is, is like you said, you said before we came on, the COVID outbreak sort of at the moment has fallen quite kindly um, in terms of like the, you know, the FA Cup and everything. And also there doesn't seem to be a lot of, are there any sort of, I was going to say AFCON casualties, but I don't know the right <laughs> That's, a, that's quite like, a dubious yeah, way to put that. Uh, yeah. Players who've gone to AFCON, because obviously I think that might rule Liverpool out. Personally, yeah. I um... really struggle. 
City lose Mares, and that's it. Um, Mares, I mean, he's he's not an insignificant loss. He's the top scorer this season, um, and very quietly has been uh, one of City's best players. Um, but I mean, it's it's hard to say with the COVID outbreak because we we kind of we don't know who is and who isn't affected by it. Um, but on a on an equal footing where everybody's available and everybody's fit, then. Um, Ultimately, what happens is is the play, whoever's picked doesn't play five, six, seven, eight games in a row anyway. Guardiola moves them all around and he, he brings them in and out. There's been a there's the, the narrative over the last kind of well over Christmas um, has been it, it kind of built along the lines of how can anybody possibly compete with City because they've got unlimited resources and they've actually only got seventeen outfield senior players. And the way that they kind of deal with all the games is they, they don't play a lot of games in, in quick succession. So Guardiola brings them in, brings them out, brings them in, brings them out. And you look at Chelsea, you look at Liverpool, they, they have a, they, I think they both have slightly larger squads than City. I mean, you'd, you'd argue um, potentially that uh, the depth of quality isn't the same as City's, but equally they, they have players who can come in and do the job for one or two games. But Klopp and, and Tuchel quite, are quite happy to kind of go unchanged for a couple of weeks and then maybe make one change, two changes here and there. And so what Guardiola does is he manages that squad of 17 really, really well to bring them in, bring them out and give them the rest that they need. Um, the kind of spanner... So, so like in theory, the, the missing Mahrez shouldn't, shouldn't matter in, in, in that... Um, in that case, because what he, what he would do in normal circumstances is just rotate him out for those games that he's away, bring him back in when he gets back. Um, it's whether the COVID outbreak on top of that then means that the players that he would rotate in are not available and that's when it starts to get tricky. I'm, I'm kind of hoping that by the time they come to play Chelsea, that the outbreak is kind of, they've got a handle on it. Um, the news first broke of the outbreak um, the Thursday before the FA Cup tie. Uh, so it's a good kind of week, week and what two days between um, between that. Anyone who's not got symptoms and anyone who tests negative only has to isolate for seven days now in England. So it's there's there's a that there, there's hope that the that that the situation could be a lot better without really fight knowing about it until we until we get that pre-match press conference on Friday. Yeah. Do you know, I didn't know they only had 17 players. That's mad. That I was thinking mad. that as well. When you mentioned 17 players, I thought, surely not. There's like, there seems to be so, so it, many it, more players. Yeah, they started with 18, uh, which we all were going, this is this is a, looking a little bit thin. And then they've just sold Torres without, <laughs> without, um, yeah. like, re- without replacing him. Uh, they, the Torres thing, I, I, it's a little bit of a red herring, though, because they, uh, they sold him... Uh, He's been missing for most of the season with injury, so it's it's not like they've they've not got to this point without him already. So it's it, I, I I can only see it being essentially another body. Well, they've got they've got youth players that they trust enough to be able to come in and do to kind of fill in that role. The the the, the two that um, that have have had a lot of first team minutes compared to the others are, are Cole Palmer and uh, Liam Delap. I think I think Liam Delap is back from injury either he's either back from injury now or back from injury very soon. Um, I don't expect to see too much of them, but if 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 there's a situation where they would have needed Torres, then one of those two would would probably come in instead. Yeah, that's we, an interesting. Oh, go on, go on, go on, go on, go on. Well, I'll go. Why not? <laughs> no, it was an interesting interesting point you made. Two two things, and I don't really want to turn this into like a transfer, you know, January transfer, anything like that, because that's not what you're here for. But like, they won't do anything anyway. They never do. So I they, was going to say, yeah. would would you do anything in January? Because Manchester City don't seem the team. No, they. The only time they ever do business in January is if it's somebody that they were working on in the summer or for the for, for the the coming mm. summer, and they became available early. The only, I think the the only 
January transfer I can think of off the top of my head recently has been Amrick Laporte, and that was in 2018. Yeah. Um, he was somebody. It, the, the story behind him, he he turned City down um, either the previous summer or the summer before that when Guardiola first arrived, um, and then made the phone call and just said, "Listen, I've made a mistake. I, I actually I, I've I've made the wrong decision. I want to come if the offer's still there." Um, so City worked through an offer and got it done in in that January. Um, most of the time, they kind of set the squad in in the sept- in the at the end of August, start of September, and go right. Okay, that's that's us for for the next season or so. Um, I don't I don't expect there to be any business at all. It seems to work though. There's a model yeah. that works. <laughs> we, we, we down at Swansea, we've been linked to a couple of your youth players. Well, Guardiola can't get enough of Swansea, can he? It's all. <laughs> that, that was another thing I was going to ask. Guardiola's just, a jack, mate. <laughs> <laughs> just briefly, like, say now there was this COVID thing with Chelsea and, you know, you're screwed. How, how much would you trust your youth team and Guardiola's management of the youth team to come in and try and do a job, if need be? Not the whole youth team, obviously, but if, you know, one or two yeah. extra players had to come in. How would you feel we, about that? Uh, the arses go as soon as the first eleven's not available. <laughs> so I don't know. I, I genuinely, I genuinely they'll, they'll be fine. I mean, they, they might not win the game, but they'll they'll put in a, a decent performance. They do this thing where they, they, they talk about how each level of City plays. Um, and they're, they're all supposed to play in the same style so that if there's ever a situation mm-hmm. where somebody needs to be promoted at the last minute, the movements that they have to make and the runs they have to make are, are all, in theory, the same. Um, I... I don't know how much that's actually a little bit of bullshit, you know. Like it might, ju- it might just be this situation where we go, where, where we go. Oh yeah, yeah, no, we we all play at the same level like this, and we all play in the same style. Um, but actually, these these are all 16, 17, 18 year olds who like. I I I don't know that just any normal club where they just play normal football without having to make those runs. I don't know how well educated in football a 16, 17, 18 year old is at that situation. If they then have to learn all of what Guardiola's asking him to do as well. I can't imagine they're they're, they're that up to speed that quickly. Um, But you see the way that Cole Palmer integrates himself. You see the way that Liam Delap has played a couple of times in the first team. They'll do all right on a a one-off or or, or on a a couple of games. So um, if the COVID outbreak's bad and then they don't have a, a, a big selection of first team is available then so be it they'll they'll i i think they should just kind of carry on with the game i wonder if they would put a request in to postpone it but i just just kind of i, I i'm just in the position of get on with it because they've got a 10 point lead in the in the table um if it all goes pear-shaped it's it, it's still a seven point lead um there'll be there'll be time for for you know squeaky bum time later if things get a bit tight and they, by that time they should have players back so you know just deal with it i'm not um i'm i'm not going to start crying foul over uh, over a potential outbreak we knew we knew going into the season that this was a possibility uh, but equally if they decide to postpone it and you know city can play it with a full strength team later in the season that's not a, it's not a disaster either so it's it's kind of win win with the situation at the top of the table i guess can can we just add in liverpool was, yeah. <laughs> well, I, I I wonder as well if the club have been been quite bullish over this and the, the FA Cup tie with uh, with Swindon because they the way they spoke about the uh, the, the tie they were, they were just like well no we're 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 not planning to uh, to ask for a postponement not at all uh, we think we should just get on with it and I'm kind of like yeah if you if you've got the resources to do and, and listen nobody's get nobody's giving City any sympathy for not having the resources to do things because it's clear they've got they've got more resources than most teams so just just kind of get on with it play the hand you dealt and. And see what happens. I completely fair dues. Wow. Fair dues. Um, just want to get your views on something. Uh, with uh, looking ahead to the opposition, Chelsea, the uh, Lukaku gate, if you want to call it that. <laughs> uh, you know, from from the the interview to the 
the apology at gunpoint. Um, what what it are yours? It, it was literally at gunpoint. It must it must it? have it been. It did um, it did seem a bit like it was a hostage situation, didn't it? Yeah. It, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, if that was a city player, um, I don't know Kevin De Bruyne, for example, or somebody you know, one of your biggest players. Um, how would you be feeling now? Ah, I've been there and done it. We did it with Tevez in 2012. Um, it's I when Te- when Tevez kicked up a fuss, I was uh, very much on the side of I. If he wants to leave, then he shouldn't be part of this club and just get rid of him, get the money, and and, and move on. Um, but then he came back and scored a load of goals, and we won the title. So I'm a hypocrite because I was happy for him to do that. So it's like if if Lukaku if Lukaku is going to turn around and and say he's happy at Chelsea and come back and start scoring goals for them, I don't think the fans will be upset by it. And I don't think you know it's it's very easy to forgive in that situation. It's if he comes back and doesn't play particularly well, then it'll be a, like a dagger over his head, I guess, for for the remainder of the season. Um, I did think the timing of it was was particularly bizarre, given they only signed in yeah. like, like last August or so. Um, like you must know what you what you're signing up for. Um, you can't. You, like I mentioned Laporte before, and 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 saying he'd made the mistake in in not making the transfer. Um, I've never heard it the other way around. I've never heard a player say actually I've made a I made a dreadful error and I should have stayed where I was. It just like it it, it doesn't really all add up. Um, and and yeah, they've they've spent a lot of money on him, and to to then hear that it's it's kind of like well this this was our big summer signing that was going to take us to the next level, and it's not kind of it's kind of not working out. Um, if it was De Bruyne, I would be um, I would be very very disappointed indeed. Um, uh, I'm not sure if it's it's difficult because at the time Tevez wasn't exactly Tevez had already been worked out of City's team. Aguero had arrived and had started scoring goals. Um, Lukaku is still kind of like the main man. If it was De Bruyne, it would it, it would be the main man still. Um, but yeah, I, I kind of think I would hope I would I hope I would stick to my principles of um, if they don't want to be here, then then let them go. It's easier said than done. No, I don't it's much easier done. said than done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Said than done. I um, got a question go just before we. I, I, you, we looking. At, I'm, I'm trying not to keep this too nice, right? What I, well, the whole point of this for me is just to try and get the two opposition fans to like really go at each other. So, <laughs> in the spirit of that, what are Chelsea's weaknesses? Where do you think you can unlock Chelsea, and what do you think will be their undoing? Well, this, this is the problem: is that I don't know if we can. They keep coming again. They keep coming up against us, and and play well. Uh, well, they keep coming up against us, playing really badly and winning. Um, so <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's what I was saying when you messaged me about strike, about uh, January business, and do we need a striker? It's like we just need to be a bit more clinical in these these sorts of games. Um, the Champions League final was uh, the perfect example of. Um, I, don't, I mean, Chelsea deserve to win, but I don't think they play particularly well. It just so happens that City played a bit worse. And <laughs> it, 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 it's kind of the story of, uh, of the last few meetings under Tuchel. And then, you know, suddenly they get to, we get the game at Stamford Bridge where it's the first time I think that City have gone uh, toe-to-toe with Chelsea and played how City should play. Um, the Champions League final, Guardiola had a bit of a meltdown and, and did something funny. The two meetings before that, um, the the league game and uh, the FA Cup semi-final, both won by Tuchel. There were huge mitigating circumstances. City were were rotating the team ready for the Champions League semi-finals at one point uh, and ready for the League Cup final and the other one. And it, was, it just so happened that the rotated team just didn't play very well. And then... You get to the, the Champions League final, Guardiola does what he does. You get to that one game earlier in the season where City gets to Stamford Bridge and he plays as he should do. And City just swarm all over them. There's there, there was there was about 
five, six minutes in that second half where Chelsea looked a little bit threatening at the other end. But other than that, I don't think, I think Edison could have got deck chair out and, and sat there and watched the game from, from the other end of the pitch because he, he just was not involved at all. It was that it was that situation where the cameraman, whoever was on the gantry, just had it pointed at one end because it was just one-way traffic for, for I'd say, 80 of the, of the 90 minutes. I think it's going to be one of them games. We often talk about big six games being KG, but with City and Chelsea, they aren't the kind of big six no. teams. They're sort of the exception, I think. They City do. can be KG. If City wants to make it KG, they can yeah, do. Um, I, I feel like they go at people I, a bit yeah, more. I was they say, they I stick trust to their guns City. and they play how they're meant to play. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I than... trust them to play better football. And the same with Chelsea as well. I, I, I always end up seeing Chelsea play a lot better than I would say Liverpool or Man United. Like if, if the United, Liverpool and Man United yeah. come together... These days, it's just not a very interesting game. It's no. just not. But whenever City will play or where Chelsea will play, it's usually, you know, last night, well, last night, last week, for the purposes of the podcast, when <laughs> Chelsea played uh, Tottenham, that was a pretty open game. Like, it wasn't like cagey. I wouldn't say it was very cagey any any really moment. I, yeah, I think I think when it comes to City, City are very happy to, to have things cagey because in most situations when things are cagey, they win. So it's they're, well, they're, they're quite already they're, winning by that point anyway. Yeah, they're quite happy to kill a game like that and 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 kind of pass the opposition to death because they they know if they're not winning um, or well if they are winning then you know they can keep the ball better than than pretty much anybody uh, and if they're not winning they know that if they keep the ball the opposition will at some point break ranks and there'll be space to exploit and they'll get in behind. It's just whether they take the chance that they create when they're in behind, especially against Chelsea, who they they seem to miss. I would not surprise if you told me to, if you told me right now that City have missed two penalties and open goal at weekend I, I would not be surprised because it's the sort of thing they do and then still I'm win 7-0 I'm, <laughs> I'm actually really excited for this game now I'm not going to lie it's building yeah, up yeah. I'm, I, uh, I just wish TFE was here at the time yeah, of course yeah. he's going to be here later he's going to be here podcast. later on the podcast but, but um, for us probably next week yeah but David it's absolute pleasure as always to chat to you mate uh, anytime um, before you go uh, two things. Can we first get a prediction for the game? And second, can we just hear where we can hear it, the Blue Moon podcast, please, and find you on social media? Of course. I'll start the, the score prediction because um, I'm, I'm, I'm so bad at these that uh, this season we have raised, we have a charity bet on Blue Moon and uh, I have, we have raised more money uh, this season than any other season at this stage simply by giving my prediction over to somebody else uh I, like that's that's how bad i am at this at the chat at the prediction so if you if you're looking to put money on it then just don't take a word that i say it um i think assuming that that city have got the squad back and assuming that uh there's there's no major covid problems in the squad um i do think it'll be a tight game i'm going to say two nil city win i think city defensively are pretty good um i think uh it's it feels like one of those games where um, Tuchel's going to try and, and kind of sit deep and hit City on the counter-attack. I might be wrong. Um, but I think if he if he does that and, and and kind of lets City have the ball and 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 try and hit them where it hurts, I think this is a City team that will hit you where it hurts instead. Um, and I think they, they're, they're likely to go into this game um, looking to... to to get a fast start to get one of the title contenders out of the out of the race basically uh, so I'm going to go for a 2-0 City win and uh, if you want to hear more of my ill-conceived thoughts and all that sort of stuff then uh, it's alright I just ask the questions on Blue Moon I don't give opinions anymore because I'm, I'm so bad at it all uh, but uh, just stick Blue Moon into your, into your podcast provider and you'll find it wherever it is it's on uh, Spotify it's on Apple Podcasts all the usual places uh, just look for Blue Moon Podcast lovely so, well, uh, yeah thank you once again for joining us uh 
stick with us if you're listening. And uh, we're jumping over we'll now. Back in just a few seconds with uh, the, the yeah. Chelsea point of view. Yeah, oh, I, I know I'll be good. Right, so that's the Man City side of things done. Uh, we're now joined by a uh, good old friend of the podcast, TFE. How are you doing, Always mate? Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. I'm doing well. I'm doing well. And uh, this top, yeah, does not stay on today. So, excellent. Yeah, no yeah, tie. Yeah, yeah. No stay. That's yeah. it. Kudos for, Thanks actually, for calling me out uh, actually, actually listening to us as well. Like, that proves yeah. you actually I, listen. So. No, when I was at work, I heard that. And I was just like, you little, <laughs> little so and sos. Yeah, he did out you. To be fair, um, let's talk Chelsea. So at the minute, ten points adrift. I think it is in the league. Uh, one win in the last five in the in the league. Thanks for that reminder. Yeah, is it time to panic? Um, I don't know because I don't know. Like realistically, we're not going to win the league. Because I've seen this before December, Chelsea always have a meltdown in December. But in December, if you lose all your games, if you have poor form in December, it looks way worse than if you had poor form in November, if you had it in August or if you had it in September. Because in December, there's like six or seven games at the Prem. I think there was like five or six Chelsea played in. And then in every other month, there's like three or four, maybe. You can kind of come back from that. But because our form was so bad in such a concentrated time, it makes it look... It makes it look a lot worse. Um, but yeah, I think as far as the title's gone, I said, I think, I don't know if I messaged you, but I messaged somebody saying, if we don't win against Liverpool, regardless of draw performance or nothing, we don't win the Premier League. And if we beat City, what, we're seven points off, but a City really going to drop seven points? I mean, potentially, they've got no striker. Everyone's gassing them up for that. But, and it could all come apart. But even if we win on the weekend, I don't think it's going to be... I don't think it's going to be crucial for us winning the league. I mean, if we win the league, that, that this is crucial, but I don't think we are going to win the league. So, yeah. There we are. Killed it straight away. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I got a question. Is all forgiven as far as Lukaku is concerned? I mean, from my point of view, I'm all for players speaking about the their point of view at that moment. I'm all for, like, I want to hear more stuff from the players that are less like media trained. Um, but like, so for me, I don't, I didn't mind it as much, but then I started reading into it and I was like, okay, this is interesting. Um, no, don't let that go of your heads, listeners at home. Um, <laughs> but I don't know, like he's, he does this thing where he scores his first goal and then he kisses the badge. Every team he's done it. Everton, yeah. West Brom, why are you kissing the West Brom badge, bro? Like, come on. No you got, have, have, have some shame, bro. Have some shame. <laughs> Did that at Man United. That was a bit. Hateful, and then he's done it at Chelsea, so it doesn't really mean much. Like, so for me, I just think Lukaku is the sort of player who, yeah, we have all these dreams, we have all these ambitions. Oh, yeah, when I was a little kid, I wanted to play for Chelsea, so he's done so much other things in the past. So it's kind of like, I don't know, your heart's not really in it, you kind of love it, but you also have like a second love. Like, this, we all think that Chelsea is like your main chick. In reality, Inter's your main chick, and we're just a side and we're trying to That's we're so. trying to portray ourselves as if we're the main chick. When in reality, to Lukaku, to Lagaka, um, we're not. Lukaku. So, oh, I so eloquently put as always, I ju- I love it every time. Every yeah. time he comes up with something, and it just Beautiful. makes everything okay. Um, how are you feeling about the the impact of of Afcon? Uh, I mean, I mean the fact that the last time we played. Manchester City and Kepa Arisa Balago's in goal 
at the Etihad. Um, if I do remember, we lost 6-0. Um, so that, I'm excited for that. Good day, good day. <laughs> Just kidding. Could I'm, be an interesting I'm not one. excited for that. Yeah, yeah. But honestly, I'm talking about, oh, yeah, cool, if we beat them and then they don't have a striker and then the wheels can come off. In reality... They could have no strikers and put six, seven past Kepa. Yeah. And I'll just look like an idiot. We'll be 30 points behind. Liverpool will, will be in front of us. And Arsenal will be like, yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna come for you. And then we'll drop out the top four. And then our lives yeah, will be over. Tom Sook will be sad. Say you say you nick a draw, right? Liverpool are without Mane, without um Salah, without whoever else. Like the teams around them, they're missing players because of AFCON. Like this is a pretty good time to like, if not capitalize on City, then try and run away a little bit from like the likes of Liverpool and dare I say Arsenal. Yeah, but Liverpool, they are they are uh, being a little bit scummy right now, so they'll probably scum a way out of it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not going to talk about the false positives test, but... Uh, more false positives, that. Right, right? Yeah. Yeah, so that's happening. I mean, it's good that Morris isn't playing. I know you talk about Mendy, so the players that aren't playing Chelsea is Mendy and... Is Ziyech? No, Ziyech here. Oh, Ziyech. oh Ziyech's here. Yeah, he didn't, he didn't get taken, did he? Yeah, and he was incredible against Tottenham last week. I think we're playing oh, yeah, Tottenham in about... 30 minutes, but like he was incredible last week. So oh, yeah, we could we could play well. I'm joking about the Kepa thing because Kepa is a lot better now than he was two years ago. His confidence is a bit higher. Um, but yeah, so I'm I would love that if Mendy was there because he pulls off some big saves in the in the opposite game in last September, he pulled off some big, big saves. Uh, and also it's an early kickoff, so you never know what happens in an early kickoff. Never yeah, bet on an early dude, kickoff. Yeah. 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 So Chelsea could be He's the responsibly. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> will tell you that one. <laughs> but yeah, um, not too worried. But yeah, it's what it is. But the thing is, I I really wish you were available last week when we had um uh David Mooney on. I was gonna call him Diamonds again. But <laughs> David on because um like I the whole point of this like the big game thing that we're starting now is to try and like get the two fans to like not bicker but like go at each other a bit and try mm. and get the I feel like it would have been a good one for you. But like, if, if you yeah, have something to say sorry. No, don't worry about it. It's, it's, it's calm. We'll, we'll have you back. Don't worry. We'll have you yeah, back. wait to make him feel bad Al. Yeah. Sorry, no no but... no I already felt bad because when, when I when I remembered I was like oh flip <laughs> not F Flip. Thank you for that. That saved, yeah. that saved I, me honestly, like 10 minutes. I did this. In front yeah, of I did this. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, my question to you if you had something to say now to David or who, and any other City fan, if you had to like give them something, you know, put a bit of fear into their hearts, strike a bit of fear, what would you say? Um, I don't know. Mason Lance better than Phil Foden. Um, oh, genuinely, that's a list of, that, that is on my list of questions. Okay, uh, we'll talk about that afterwards. But really, if I was going to strike fear into him, I'd probably say that the team that got whooped 6-0 like two years ago is completely, completely different now. The last three, or f- no, last four games that Tuchel has played against Pep, he's won three of them. And one of them was a Champions League final. I know that's like, a, like such an easy point to talk about, but like in the biggest moment when you needed the win the most, where were you? You, Pep fumbled the bag. He literally did an interview talking about this is how you beat Chelsea. This is how Chelsea played. This is how you beat him. And he still lost. Yeah, so it's not beyond the realms of possibility that he doesn't mess that one up. But yeah, I don't think he will mess this one up because Rodri's been on um, on flames this season and I don't think he can drop him. And if Rodri's there, then I'm pretty certain that Chelsea mm, probably don't win that game. That's interesting you pick him as a key player because I really like Rodri, but I don't think a lot of football fans would go, he's the key man. I think they'd probably look to like your Phil Foden, or, you know, these attacking players, like De Bruyne. Yeah, but I think Rodri does a lot. 
I really like Rodri. I feel like he 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 does what, and some I people say might, not as well. Uh, maybe not Leva. I was going to say Busquets because I don't think Busquets gets half the recognition that he deserves. Busquets is one of the best did. players to ever play the game. I would yeah. not have any. We've we've said this time and time again, but because he's not you know very quick on FIFA. Yeah, and because of course FIFA is the most important thing as far say as football ever. Football you know, it is. Do you know what I mean? It is. So that's just how it is. But yeah, I I completely agree. I completely agree. Yeah. Yeah, Rodri's definitely a key player. Like, like people talk about what's the most important player on the pitch. And realistically, it is the striker. But if you don't have a good six, you can see how the team falls apart. Champions League final, no six. You had Gundogan, you had Foden, you had De Bruyne, you had Sterling, you had unbelievable players in every single position. And you fumbled the bag because you didn't have a six. So, yes. Uh, we're, now we're getting technical. We're getting yeah, technical. I know. Um, we'll be talking inverted win backs now, man. <laughs> um, the half space <laughs> yeah I want to go back to Foden and Mount um, you take Mount over Foden can you don't, can don't you get it. specific I would well. I can you get well. specific with this question like can you give can you ask me a more specific question on Mason Mount versus Phil Foden because I think broad one's a bit too difficult to answer if you've given me more specific then I can give you a specific answer frame the question for me TFE go on frame the question Okay, so I tried to put you on the spot and then you put me on the spot. Okay, <laughs> I, see what, I see what you're doing. Is that, is that our podcast? Checkmate. That Checkmate. Uh, yeah, it is actually your podcast. I should pipe down a little bit. Um, okay, so I would say potential. Oh, actually, I hate that. Mm. I feel like poten- potential is another, another symptom of the FIFA plague, I think. I was about people, to say that. I was about- go, no, uh, I don't know. Basically, I, th- I think the player has a high ceiling. I used to think it was Phil Foden because he's left-footed, he looks sexy, you can do his little drop the shoulder, you can t- he can beat a man, you know what I mean? I thought he could do that, but then I've been watching Mason Mount this year and, bro, Kai Havertz is not better. Timo, I mean, okay, let's not talk about Timo. Romelu Lukaku has uh, been, been playing well when he's not when he's not injured and not um, doing interviews. Interviews. Um, uh, and Ziyech has been playing better as well. But Mason Mount, every single time I play, I watch him play, apart from like a little portrait of the season, I can't remember when it was, he's incredible. He always does the right thing. And I say this about Bruno Fernandes especially, he always does the right thing, but he's sometimes not good enough to complete it. I generally think Mason Mount does the right thing about 100% of the time, and it will come off about like 80 90%. Of the time. <laughs> Just about Yeah, about 99.999%. <laughs> but I like, he does the right thing basically every single time because he's just so well trained and it'll come off like 80% of the time. Phil Foden, yeah, he'll bag you some big goals, but so will Mason Mount. He'll bag you some big assists in the Champions League final. He'll bag you some big goals against Liverpool. He scored a hat-trick. I mean, yeah, okay. No, I'm not going to talk about hat-trick in Norwich because that's not that's not something to compare it by. But I just think Mason Mount is just so technically gifted. And I think Foden is as well. And Chelsea bias. And I've got brain inside my head. So I'm going to go for Mason Mount over Phil Foden. <laughs> Alex Mount or Foden? Mount, easy. Mount. I'm not. Mount, I, this is Mount not me Ford. bashing. I'm not bashing Phil Foden, but I have to say yeah. Mason Mount because I I believe that Mason Mount will be. I think he's got the longevity over Phil Foden. To be honest with you, I think he's got a bit yeah. more to his game. I I and can I think, see. Go on, sorry. I was going to just. I think he's more adaptive as well. Like later on in his career, I can see. Like he he seems to be more of a student. Yeah, I can see later in his career. There's more potential for me for Mount to sort of drop back a bit when That's he loses exactly a lot of pace. Yeah, exactly. And still be a workhorse, but 
I don't know. I love Thornton. I do love watching Phil Thornton. Um, oh, that's, I, I, I feel I'm like... saying, I'm not bashing Thornton in any way. I'm saying like yeah. he's no good or anything. I'm just saying, you know, I think marginally, to be honest with you, yeah. isn't it? It's yeah. between Phil Ford and and, I, and they're I, two they're two incredible players. Exactly, like, yeah. well, it's like it's like we're it's like we're battling over like two amazing players. We're not saying, oh, this guy's better because this guy can't do this. We're literally just saying like these two are yeah. both amazing at this. This is just who we kind of prefer. Do you know what if they if they weren't both English, I'm not sure would they they'd get compared so much because they are quite different. I think I in think a lot of ways they're quite I, different. What I really really fear is that we're going to have another Lampard and Gerrard situation. And oh, it'll be yeah, it is going to be Mount yeah. versus Ford and Lampard versus yeah. Gerard. And there's just no need. Just if they enter the England team together, let them play together and just let them like blossom together. Mm. You know, and we're saying this is two you know Welsh guys. And but I, the thing is, is Mason. To be honest, like for Mason Mount, right? He went from starting in 2019 at Chelsea uh, as a centre mid in a three. Then he went to a centre mid in the two in the 2020 2021 season, and he was getting found out there, right? And then under Lampard, he went back to the three. And then when Tuchel came in, it went back to a two. And I thought Mason Mount is instantly going to get dropped, probably not going to play. Mason Mount came back in, yeah, after the summer signing Kai Havertz, Hakim Ziyech, Timo Werner, right? And he put himself, and Pulisic was there as well, and he put himself at the right uh, right forward position and made that position his own. So, like, for Mason Mount to do that, Phil Foden, I know there's a lot of competition at Manchester City, but Mason Mount has made his position his own on a Champions League winning team. And at the Euros, why did Mason Mount get more minutes than Phil Foden, even though Mason Mount didn't play as well? It's because in the perception of Gareth Southgate and in the perception of many others, Mason Mount is a better footballer right now than, than Phil Foden. That's why I would say Mason Mount is uh, better than Phil Foden. These are the debates we love. Now, if you're listening need. and watching, tweet us, message us, let us know. Yeah. Check it in the comments yeah. if you're on YouTube, why not? Um, Mount or Foden? I'd be interested. Be interested to see that one. Um, TFE, before we go, uh, can we get a score prediction for Saturday for you, please? Um, 12.30 kickoff. Kepper in there. I thought, I thought Mount... the scoreline was 12. I thought it was 12. Yeah, that's like, like... rugby score, but yeah. <laughs> nah, I'm going to go for... I'm going to go ball. I'm going to go 3-1 Chelsea. Ooh. 3-1 Chelsea. We so we've had 2-0 from David, 3-1 from TFE. Alex? Um, I think City are going to... I think City are going to nick it. I think they're going to say 2-1, personally. 2-1. I'm going to go 1-0. I'll be really boring. I'm going to say 1-0. Sam, let me write these down. So TFE, you said 3-1 Chelsea. Alex, you said... I said 2-1 two, one, two, one City, sorry. 2-1 City. And I you said, said one all. Diamonds two nil. Two nil. We'll see. Uh, we'll see who comes out on top in our little predictive game. But uh, yeah, TFE, thank you again for joining. It's always a pleasure. Always. It's always a pleasure. Always, man. always a pleasure. Nice to have me, guys. No worries. No worries. No worries. Do you want uh, a couple of moments just to plug your old uh, social media, the TikTok and uh, YouTube and all that? Um. To be honest, no. no, uh, no I don't, I'm, not, I'm not really, on, not really <laughs> on TikTok and YouTube anymore. I'm just my only social media presence is the Send Em Off podcast. So yeah, just there we are. keep me on here, please. This is the only thing I've got going in my life. Are. Please. Uh, you, we'll we'll be back, man. You, you can keep coming back, mate. Uh, <laughs> speaking of the Send Em Off podcast, you can find us on Instagram at Send Em Off Podcast, Twitter, Send Em Off Pod, 
YouTube, Spotify, all that jazz. Just type in Send Him Off and uh, visit our website, www.sendhimoffpodcast.com. Buy our merch. Go on. Buy our merch. Go on. Buy it. Buy a yeah, buy t-shirt. it. Honestly, yeah, amazing are you, quality. Are you going to buy a t-shirt or? Uh, I'm busy that day, so I can't, right. I'd love to, but I'm busy that day. No, I was kidding. I'll buy one. I'll buy one. There we are. I'll buy there one. We are. I haven't. You said it on the pod now. <laughs> oh, Alex, man, that's not. I will buy one. I will buy one. I will buy, will one. buy one eventually. <laughs> anyway, thank you guys for listening. Uh, enjoy the football this weekend. We're back next week with the news, I believe. The old, uh, the old trend him I off. Lo- I do love the news. I do like it as well. Uh, we'll see you then. There Take care. Are. Have a good week. Ta ra. Take care. How's the bacon, did you say? How's the bacon, did you say? How's the bacon, did you say?